You're listening to the Selling Social Podcast, and we're your hosts. I'm Laren Kelly. And I'm Sydney Lish. We're two entrepreneurs turned best friends, pulling back the curtain and taking you behind the scenes to show you what it really takes to build wildly successful brands. You'll learn tools, tips, and strategies from top industry trailblazers that are paving the way in the world of social selling and building brands online. This podcast is for you if you sell a product, a service, or your expertise. We are Selling Social. You ready? Let's get it. about this episode today you guys Lauren Salon is absolutely incredible I have known this woman for years Um, we actually met through a personal development program and having her on the podcast was so incredible you guys are going to be obsessed with her big queen energy so essentially Lauren is a PR and visibility pro she helps leaders um, just skyrocket their authority their visibility their impact and their wealth Um, She actually has a podcast that she just launched that we touch on called Amplify with Lauren, and she has her PR accelerator accelerator program called Influence Impact, Um, and she just drops so much value, so much knowledge, how to get seen, how to promote yourself, um, how to know when to hire, and my favorite part is when we talked about scheduling and how she organizes her days and her weeks. So tune in, listen up, because this episode is so jam-packed full of value. Awesome. Well, we're going to dive in, you guys. We're so excited. Welcome back to the podcast. And we have probably what's going to be one of our favorite episodes, I have a feeling, with Lauren Sloan. We're so excited to have you on. Um, So Lauren, we obviously have known each other for a long time. I know all of us are actually, we kind of originated in network marketing all in the same company and Mm -hmm. originally met there, which is kind of crazy because now we're all doing different things. Um, But we're just so excited to have you on the podcast to share so much value and hear about what you've been up to and just how you've grown so much. So um, you are a PR expert. Can you kind of give everyone the lowdown on everything that you do as far as the the different things you have? We'll dive deep into all of them. And then like why PR? Yes, absolutely. And thank you guys for having me on. So excited to be here. And yeah, it is really fun how we've connected and stayed in touch and everything and how like everyone's journeys. Yeah. It's so this is, this is really special. I'm really excited to be here. So thank you. Um, and yeah, like you said, Sid, I run a PR agency, um, and we work mainly with entrepreneurs, personal brands. We also work with a lot of like brands as well. Um, and we in the agency help entrepreneurs elevate their credibility, get more visibility and ultimately scale their business with less effort through strategic public relations. And then I also have a program called the PR Accelerator, where I teach entrepreneurs how to do their own PR. And it's it's a hybrid program. So not only do I teach everybody in the program how to do PR for themselves, and it's a lot of scaling entrepreneurs, newer entrepreneurs, or maybe you know people who don't necessarily have teams, but they know that visibility is gonna help them grow their business. So teaching them how to do it themselves, but then they also get to experience what it's like working with an agency, because we will do a bit of the work for them and pitch for them and secure opportunities for them. So, um, so yeah, so those are the main things in the PR realm that I've got going on, launching a few things for, you know, women's empowerment and mentorship programs and stuff like that um, as well. But, but yeah, really been in the PR space, honestly, for the bulk of my career, the last job job I had was at a PR agency about at this point, like seven years ago, which is crazy. Um, And why PR for me, Honestly, going back to like deciding what I was going to major in in college, I went to a liberal arts college and didn't necessarily have like a dream job or uh, major in mind per se. And so I went through. I I loved the school I you know had decided to go to and everything like that, and went through the course book and um, looked at all the classes and was like, okay, let's just see which classes sound the most exciting, like which, which sound the most interesting. And then just like circled all of them and it landed on communications. And so I was like, all right, sounds about right. Let's go for it. And I've always loved strategic communications, whether that's advertising, public relations, graphic design, even as a, you know, strategic visual communication. Um, And so I, I got into 
an ad agency right out of college and then um, worked at a new media agency doing social media and some graphic design and then a PR agency. And what I love about PR is that it is very relationship based. So PR relies on third party credibility, third party connections, you know, whether it's a podcast interview. So the podcast, so you guys right now for me, this is a PR activity. You guys are that third party, right? And so by me being here on your show, your audience gets introduced, like I get introduced to your audience and because you've built trust and credibility with them and you've got a relationship with your audience, some of that gets applied to me because I'm a guest, you know, just by way of me being on here and you guys vouching for me. And so that relationship factor, I'm such a like connector and I love connecting, like super extrovert. I need to like know everybody sort of thing. Um, and so PR is just like a natural manifestation of that. And I have always had a, I guess, gift for being able to see natural connections between other people too. And always been like, oh my gosh, do you know so-and-so? Cause like, if you guys did X, Y, Z together, oh my gosh, that would be amazing. And I think you would be great friends also. And just, I can see it and you have to meet. And so that's, <laughs> I love doing that. And I've always been quite good at that. And that's like kind of what PR is y'all like at the, boiling it down at the super, super basic level. I'm like, I get to make friends with cool people like through the internet, through real life, and then connect them with my other friends who are doing cool shit so that they can create even more awesome stuff together. And then everyone wins. So at the very basic level, like that's what I do. I, I'm connecting with epic humans and then helping them connect with other epic humans to create more magic in the world. I love this. I'm so excited for this. I just want to, we're just going to keep diving deeper and deeper. Yeah. Okay. So even with that though, going back a little bit before you created the agency, um, you were doing cool stuff for like Lori Harder and about a lot of like big influencers. Yeah. And then that kind of led to the agency, right? And yes. then what were some yes. of the things that you were like, okay, you, you're starting to realize like you are a natural connector. You're putting all the pieces together. You realize like, wait a minute, this is an agency. This is what I need to be doing. Go back yes. to that moment and kind of what was that starting point? Absolutely. And great question because I, the last PR agency I was at, I left in 2014, I was doing crisis PR for the healthcare industry. So working with some of the biggest hospitals and healthcare systems in the country when shit hit the fan. So like when they were going through like major issues and stuff like that, and in like literally like emergency situations where they there was the potential to have like major reputation damage or major money lost. And so we would come in with strategic, a lot of grassroots campaigns, a lot of media campaigns to help them get out of these situations or prevent these kind of situations from getting worse or whatever it was. And that agency was, I, I got hired when there were, I think I was the seventh employee. And by the time I left four years later, we had two offices and about 35 employees. So we grew very, very fast and growth is, can be very hard to manage and to do gracefully, I think. And so, yeah, there were definitely some growing pains. And when you have like a ton of work and stuff going on, like a, a lot is happening. And so I was working about like 60 to 80 hours a week at that agency and the work because it was crisis PR was high intensity, high stress. All of our clients are like, oh my gosh, save our business, save our organization. And so that like, I'm a recovering overachiever, like, you know, type perfectionist type a kind of human. And so give me like a crap ton of work sort of thing. And I'm like, okay, fine. I will, I will like burn myself out. And so I, I stayed probably like a year too long at that agency. I was pretty miserable the last year. I was like anxiety attacks once a week in the bathroom, like, you know, in the office sort of thing. And and just like the inner office dynamics were like, like I said, growing pains, just inner office culture and stuff was a little um, tough. And I, yeah, I ended up leaving, not really knowing what the next thing was going to be, but knowing that I was like burnt out, not more of this. And I went right into some consulting um, and which gave me enough money, right. To like, be able to still pay my bills and everything like that, but also give me a lot more time to discover like what I wanted that next thing to be. Cause 
even though like entertainment PR, that sounded so much cooler than like hospital PR. I'm like, no, but you're like dealing with even like worse people and it's going to be even more demanding. And yeah, it might look sexier, but like no way. And so, yeah, so gave myself the time and space to explore what I wanted that next thing to be. And I knew that whatever it was, I needed to be able to prioritize myself first, right? Like, cause I was sacrificing my mental health, physical health, all of that at that last job. So I needed to be able to prioritize myself and be able to do work that I was more excited by and more passionate about. And um, so I started doing a lot of consulting and having projects here and there. And yes, like, like big projects with huge people and literally with dream clients, like people that I wrote on, like Lori Harder, like you just said, that I wrote down on a list of like, I would love to do business with this person one day. This is a dream client, this, you know, role model sort of thing. And then those people started asking me for help on projects and stuff. And because I had my, like, you know, not fun experience at the last agency. Like I had major like PTSD going on with, with PR. So I was like, I'm not doing PR as the main thing. Like these projects that come through the doors with these dream clients. Yes. Amazing. I will do them, but I'm not going back into PR full time. Like this is not the plan. And around that time too, I had started network marketing. I was doing a lot in the fitness space as like influencer, health coach, um, you know, bikini competitions, that kind of stuff. But I was splitting my focus and my attention between PR, influencer marketing and health and fitness. And when you do that, like when you, you know, when you're focusing on multiple things, like it's, you're not going to get like the A plus results that you're looking for. And so I came to this point where I was grinding and working so hard on like way too much shit at one time and being like, what the hell is, why am I not seeing the growth that I think I deserve, right? That I think I should be seeing based on the hours I'm putting in, based on the effort I'm putting in, like what, what am I missing? And I was actually at an event that I had helped to sell out, like my team and I helped, like crushed it, influencer marketing and grassroots social media campaign um, and helped um, a good friend of mine grow her event from it, you know, 500 people attended the year before the year that my team and I came on, we sold it out at 1500 people. So that's like, that's huge to be brave. Was it paid to be brave? Yeah. Yeah. That's what I thought with Angie Lee. Um, and, and even at that event also, somebody came up to me, another potential, you know, dream client type person was like, Hey, let's talk about my upcoming launch. I would love to work with you. And I'm like, uh, again, another person coming to me. That's like an amazing client and like, blah, like that sort of thing. And it was at that event that I, because I had this new potential client coming through and Shalene Johnson was one of the speakers there. And I remember her saying the thing that you do, it should not be the thing that you're most passionate about. It should be like, what are you known for? right now, like the most in your circle and what you can you make the most money on right now? And I'm like, okay, it's PR and mm -hmm. influencer marketing. Like I know that's the thing, but I had so much resistance around doing it full time and, and then have this person being like, Hey, let's set up a call. And I'm like, okay, I either need to jump into this and really take it seriously and go like jump in with both feet, or I need to like give it up. You know, I need to be done with it because what I'm doing right now isn't working. And I also at that event had a girlfriend come up to me and she was like, hey, so I know like somebody I know in real life, in person. And she said, she's like, hey, so I know that you helped so-and-so with their book launch. And I know you helped so-and-so with this event and that event. And you did this and X, Y, Z and da, 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 da. And you're here and you helped with this event, but I don't exactly know what you do. And that was like mm -hmm. such a oh shit moment. Cause I'm like, here I am like miss communication, like showing up on social media all over the place, thinking I'm being so clear in what I'm doing. And if somebody like a friend of mine doesn't know what the hell I do in my business, that means the rest of my following, which at that point was like thousands of people, the rest of my following is going to be confused and a confused mm -hmm. mind, confused audience. They do not buy, right. They do not take action. And so all of those things happening in one weekend, right? Like somebody being like, what do you do? It's confusing to me. And then what Shalene said, and then getting that like new potential client coming in, I'm like, okay, wake up call. We're at a turning point. We need to make a decision. And so it was 
at that event that I decided, okay, we're going to jump in back into PR as the main thing. And because I cannot do shit that I don't enjoy, like if it's not in alignment, like I cannot like make myself do it. And so I was like, all right, if that's the decision and that's what's, you know, what I'm known for, and that's what I get to like be the star in, then I need to repair my relationship with PR. I need to reframe and rewrite my story around it because I was so like PTSD from my last agency sort of thing. Um, and so I did like boil it down to like really what I just said, like, Hey, at the end of the day, like what is PR is about connecting and building relationships, which I freaking love to do. So if I can think of it as, Oh, I get to make friends online with cool ass people and then connect them to other awesome people so they can create more magic in the world. Ooh, that feels nice. Right. And just because PR looked this way when I did it at an agency full time, doesn't mean it has to look that way, the way I do it. Mm -hmm. I'm the boss, right? I get to design my business and my life the way that I want and the way that feels best to me. And so, yeah, so I did a lot of work to repair my relationship with PR, if you will, and rewrite that story and reframe it. And then was like, okay, we can freaking jump in with both feet and, and go for it. Mm. And so, yeah, so that was, that's how it came to be. And I will say that weekend, like helped me get clarity and make the decision. And sometimes like following through on the actions, right. It takes a little bit longer than that. And so that was like, what was that? That was the end of the end of 2019, mm -hmm. I think. And, um, and as we know, like COVID happened a few months after that. And I was still, I still had like a lot going on in the fitness space as well. And it wasn't until COVID and like March and everything happened that like my, one of my big fitness, fitness, um, income streams got wiped out in like a week. And I was like, well, we've been planning on pivoting for a while and I've been dragging my feet with it. And so we That's just pivoted. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> yeah. So that eliminated the backup plans, eliminated the, like, you know, just in case it knocked out a, a decent stream of, of revenue, but it also made me buckle down, focus, jump in with both feet and like go hard as shit on PR and the main thing. And it worked really, really well. And like, I made more in, I don't know, like April and May than I made the entire year before that. That's, That's amazing. amazing. Yeah. That's so amazing. <laughs> so, okay. I, I love the story. I love the event and talking about that. And I think it's actually great that you said like that woman was like, well, what do you actually do? I've definitely had someone come up to me and say that before in like the beginning of my journey. They're like, I know you're doing this and this, but like, what do you actually do? Right. And you're like, great. Okay. I got to shift something like, I'm oh. doing, but for the people who are still like, what the H E double hockey sticks is PR. And how do I, how do I either find someone to help me with PR in my business? How do I know when I need PR or what are some things I can do on my own to start incorporating PR into my business? What advice would you give to those people? Like break it down to like a third grade level yeah. for everyone listening. Yeah. So PR, the uh, great way for me to explain it, like I said, you know, PR is public relations. It relies on um, like third party connections, third party visibility. And if we think about marketing as the overall umbrella, like marketing is basically about connecting with your potential clients, with your potential customers, you know, like saying like, Hey, I've got, like, I've got this thing. This is what I'm selling. Great. You connecting with your clients and customers. Advertising is going to be much more like in your face and obvious, like, Hey guys, I got this thing. I got the thing. Hey, I've got the best blah, 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 blah. blah. You're still talking directly to your potential clients and customers with PR you have somebody else speaking on your behalf to your potential clients and customers. And so that creates a lot of leverage for you and it creates a lot of credibility and trust and social proof. So where, like I said already with this example, like of just being on your guys's show, right? Like I get shown to your audience and because they know, like, and trust you guys, some of that gets applied to me. Now, it's my job to follow through and to like, you know, provide value and everything like that. But when you have, when you tap into someone else's audience, whether that's a publication, a podcast, connecting with an influencer, like doing an IG live collab or something, you get to borrow some of that 
some of the credibility that they've already established with their audience, even though you're, you may be brand new to their audience. So, so that's like something that's so powerful with it, because if you think about like, you know, we all, I think most of us like read testimonials or read reviews and stuff before we purchase things or before we invest in a coach or a program, right? We want to see what other people said and that stuff, what other people said, that's basically PR. So when you're just getting started, because a lot of people, especially a lot of up and coming entrepreneurs, new entrepreneurs think that they're not allowed to do PR or like you can't do PR until you're like at a certain income level or until you've been in business this many years or, or when they start emailing me, that's when I know I'm ready for it. But public relations should be something you do from day one and it should be part of your plan from the beginning. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to do all the things like media pitching and like all, you know, podcast interviews, right? Like, yes, I, I think you should do those things like in the beginning too, but PR, like at the very basic level, that's like getting client testimonials, right? Getting, getting people to say like how awesome it was working for you or working with you. And cause like I said, like advertising is you telling people how awesome you are. PR is somebody else telling people how awesome you are. Mm. Hey there. I just want to interrupt this episode really quick to talk about a new tool that we just launched for your business. You guys, this is going to be a game changer for you this year. And we are so excited about this. Sydney and I have poured so much time and energy into creating this tool for you guys. And this is not just a planner. This is a 90 day inspired action playbook. Yes, you heard me playbook. We took all of our knowledge uh, from everything about like building a brand online, increasing your brand presence, increasing your social media. How do you convert people from like online to buying customers in your business? We included top sales strategies, networking, connecting, everything that you need. We're like, how do we put this into 90 days? Because we know 90 days can dramatically move your business forward when you put inspired action into place every single day. So we broke it down that every day you have one thing that you need to learn and one thing that you need to apply in your business and just watch what happens over 90 days. All you need to do is go to www.90dayinspiredactionplaybook.com and get yours. We're so excited about this. Have fun with this. Like create such cool content with it. We would love to see it and make sure to tag us at Selling Social Podcast on Instagram. Let's get back to the episode. And as an entrepreneur, when you're just getting started, right, there are a few things that I recommend everyone like has locked in and has clarity on before you start really putting yourself out there. And that's like, these are basic business things. Like I'm sure you guys have talked about this all the time and you guys like, you know, you you get it, but like knowing what your, what your offer is, like, what is, what is the thing that, that you're putting out into the world? What is that solution that you're providing? Right. Um, knowing your niche, you know, so if it's health and wellness, like that's so broad, like what, specific thing in health and wellness. Are you an expert at what is your specialty, your special niche, right? So knowing, um, your niche, your unique offer, knowing who your ideal client is, right? So like, who is that dream person that you want to work with that dream customer client? Because when you know who that person is, your everything you do, all of your communications, including the types of things that you say on podcast interviews or in submitting for publications and stuff like that, like you should be talking directly to them because then you're going to attract even more of that person. So niche, your offer, ideal client. And then another thing that I always recommend people have in place before you start really putting yourself out there is having a way to take people's information, right? Like an email list or a text list, not just Instagram or something you want to have an owned internet real estate, right? Like something that you own, like an email list or a text list, because if Instagram went away tomorrow or like we're seeing censorship and stuff like that going on all over the place and accounts getting taken down or shadow banned or whatever, like you don't want to completely rely on your Instagram following, right? So having a way to gather people's information and then also having a way to take people's money, right? So like, if you're putting yourself out there and you're like, oh my gosh, like, here's what I do. And I'm so amazing at it and da, 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 and drop your email, whatever it is. And people are like, hey, I heard you on this podcast interview. Yes, I need what you do. How do I work with you? And if you're like, bleh, 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 right? You're like, you wasted your time with that opportunity. So having a way to take people's money or at least having like a wait list or 
pre-sale going on, if you've got an event or a product coming out. Um, those are the things that I recommend everybody get clarity on. One, I mean, like real talk, y'all, those are things you should have, you should have in place. Like if you're starting a business, like within like the first month, right? Um, and, but definitely have those things locked in and have clarity on them before you really start going out for a ton of visibility, visibility, excuse me. Mm -hmm. Those are great tips. Cause you'd be surprised. Like a lot of people don't have those things in place. So they are very good tips. We love our text one. Like we send out text community, uh, business for breakfast, like social media tips every morning. And we love yes, it. Yes. Yeah. Great way to interact with everyone. Oh yeah. yeah. It's so fun. It's so fun. Mm -hmm. And like, it's much more intimate, like on my text list, it's all me. Like, yeah, it's my business text list, but you're getting texts and voice notes and shit Direct. directly from me. <laughs> yep. Okay. So you give so many good ideas, but if a small business owner was listening right now and you're like, what are the top three that they could start right now? Is it a podcast tour? Mm -hmm. Is it connecting with a magazine and like pitching to like write in their magazine and create content? What would the top three that you say they should yeah. start? It depends on their goals. So if, so if it's a brand new business owner, it's likely like, let's generate some revenue, right? Let's bring in some money. So if you are an online coach, for example, um, the best things to do to like secure people into your program, whether it's a evergreen program, um, a live coaching program, that sort of thing, podcast interviews, absolutely. Um, because people get to connect with you on a, on a deeper level when they can hear your voice rather than just reading like an Instagram post or an article or something like that. So podcast interviews are a great way to build that no like, and trust factor, especially if the podcast has a video component too, because then they can see you. And I mean, you guys know, like, especially with the way that you do your podcast, it's so it's, it's, you're like shooting the shit and having real authentic conversations with awesome people. And I think that like the podcasts I love the most are the ones when you feel like you're literally in the room with the person and you're like, oh my gosh, there's my friend. And you're like, wait, we don't know each other. <laughs> you know, totally. that's a feeling that you want people to have when like, or at, I think that you want people to have when they're listening to your podcast. And when people feel that they're going to be much more likely to purchase from you. Right. And to like follow you and all of that. So podcast interviews are super, super effective for, can I ask a, a deeper yeah. question too with that is if somebody was like, okay, I want to do this and I want to go on a podcast tour, how would you guide them to create their message that they would pitch? Cause like people know a lot of things, but how do they get clarity in that message that they would like zone in on for their podcast tour? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So with that, I like in PR accelerator, when we're teaching people how to come up with their angles and talking points and stuff like that, I have everyone go through like one, you know, what your offer is, right. You know, what your services or your product, you know, the thing, right. And the problem that you solve. And so the key messages around that you want to create messages that are, or topics that are, uh, compelling, like give enough information. They're concise, but compelling, but make people want to know more, right? It's like a headline on an article or a podcast episode title, right? It's something that's like, oh, I understand what this conversation is going to be like, or what, what's behind this, but like, I am so curious. So that's, that's what you want when you're creating those topics and stories and, and angles. And to do that, I have people go through their own personal story and just like write out a bunch of those milestones, right? Like what are some of the big pivotal moments in your life? And then you think about, okay, what are the messages that I'm really passionate about sharing in my area of expertise and those messages that support what the solution is that I have, what the product or the services that I have. And then you see how those connect, right? Where's the intersection between your story and the key messages that you want to share because storytelling like goes a long way when it comes to sales and connecting with people. So even just that example that I told you guys, I'm at this event and I have somebody being like, Hey, somebody I know being like, Hey, what the hell do you even do? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I'm not being clear. I'm not standing out. I'm not like, like telling my message with authority and like, owning what I do. And I'm really freaking good at this. Like as evidenced by like literally the event I'm at right now, like I am, I'm missing the mark. So like, that was my, like a big wake up call for me to be like, okay, I'm going to own my expertise. I'm going to talk about it a lot in those words, like not being like shy and being like, well, I'm like, kind of like I do this kind of be, mm -hmm. being like, no, I am an expert in this. And my team and I are very good at this. And we have done X, Y, Z, right. So 
owning my expertise. So being able to pull those anecdotes and nuggets from your personal story and link them to the key messages and the topics that then support whatever product or service you're selling. And yeah, so that's kind of the process we take people through. And usually I encourage people to have like no more than seven key talking points um, or key like angles, if you will. And that doesn't mean you necessarily pitch every single one, right? Like we have all of our clients, whether it's agency clients, we do it, well, actually agency and PR accelerator, we create a one sheeter pitch page for everybody that has those talking points and those key messages and interview topics and stuff for them. And one topic can lead into an entire conversation, right? Like one of mine that's, un well, one of mine, you know, is the more you, you are in the world, the more successful you will be, you will be. So like the more authentically yourself you are, like the more money you're going to make. And I think the more fulfilled and happy you're going to be as well. And that can lead into a whole conversation. Right. And another one, cause um, you know, I'm, I'm no stranger to like anxiety and depression and stuff like that. Um, another talking point that I have on my pitch page is like why I'm grateful for my depression and that, and so that's something where people are like, Whoa, depression sucks. Yeah, it does. And why I'm grateful for it. Then there's your story, right? There's your like, Oh, tell me more about this. Why? And, and so it's succinct and clear and you get like, oh, there's a conversation here. Like there's something to, to hear in this and it gets people wanting to like click, right. Or wanting to open it up. And so positioning those talking points, almost a little clickbaity, right? Like you, mm -hmm. not like, not over-exaggerating, but you want to make them like article headlines, like podcast episode titles and stuff so that people are like, Oh, tell me more. What, what, tell me more. So that's, yeah, that's what I would say is like tie in your story. What like, you know, kind of polarizing or like, uh, yeah. What kind of, of key messages are you really passionate about sharing that then support the selling of your thing? Yeah. Well, and it creates curiosity and that's, I mean, mm -hmm. as long as you have a story tied to it, that's, that's what matters. Um, you're yep. providing so much value and I've known you for a long time. We've gone through a lot together emotionally through emotional development and, and personal development. And I've seen you involved in so many different things the last few years. I'm really curious where you're at now in your business. What have been a few of the most impactful people you've surrounded yourself mm. with or programs that you've been involved with? I know we talked about fast foundations right before we jumped on here and, you know, just some things that you would either recommend people jump into from a personal development perspective, because I, I see how much you've grown as a human being and it's like incredible. Mm. Mm, thank you so much. So yeah, I received that acknowledgement. I appreciate it. Um, well, like real talk, the, some of the most pivotal things like being in network marketing for one was, wasn't my introduction to being an entrepreneur. Cause I had my own consulting business before that, but that's where I really like got much more obsessed with personal development and personal growth, um, and learned so much about sales and, and just like entrepreneurship as well. So that was a really, um, you know, profound and educational experience, if you will. But then Sid, the program where we really got to know each other, um, Ascension Leadership Academy, which is a, a very intensive emotional intelligence leadership training, very experiential, hands-on, like cried more in that program than I've ever cried in my entire life. <laughs> like, For real. <laughs> and that still to this day is one of the most impactful and life-changing things I have ever, ever done. And even the things the changes in my life over the past year, like <clears throat> would not have happened had I not done that. What at this point, what was that three years ago? Yeah. I just got chills. Yes. Three yeah. years ago. So, so yeah, so that like absolutely one of the most life-changing things I've ever done and like would highly recommend that kind of training to anybody. Um, so that, that for sure, I'm always in some kind of mastermind or coaching program, um, and I've been in, yeah, Fast Foundations with Chris and Lori Harder. Um, Chris and Lori have been clients, mentors, friends for, for several years. And so they've always been somebody that I've looked up to as like, okay, I love how they show up in the world. They have integrity. They're making an impact. And they also have a life 
that I aspire to have too, right? Like it's not just about success and money and like being well-known and that kind of stuff, but also like, what, what does your life feel like? Right. How did, what does your life look like? And cause I'm very lifestyle motivated. And so they've always been great role models for me, even before I knew them, you know? Um, and so, so yeah, knowing them, being a part of their stuff, working with them, all of that. Um, what else? Shit. Like going to therapy and stuff like that. Like <laughs> ayahuasca. Can I say that? <laughs> 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 you know, like over the, in 2020, I, 2020 was wild, man, for all of us in like all the ways, right? Surreal. Some of my highest highs, some of my lowest lows. I went through a divorce in 2020 and which again, like that would not have happened if I hadn't gone through that program said that you and I did and like came to so many of those realizations. And yet it took a while to get that clarity and, and that being the right decision. But like, you know, that was the best decision for me and best decision ultimately for my ex as well. Um, and whoo, I don't want to ever do a divorce again, even though I think I had the chillest and most loving and respectful divorce process you could ever have, like so grateful for my ex because we were such a team even coming out of our marriage. Um, and it's devastating and so tough. And so so yeah, even just that, like I'm all, all for like owning your truth and using your voice and like getting into like radical alignment and being like so radically honest as well. And like, that was kind of the last piece for me that I needed to uh, shift in my life to, to really step into like my fullest alignment. And so, yeah, so I would say like, like as I think any, any divorce is sad in, in some way, like whether it was like a yay thing or not. Um, and so while there's still like so much sadness with, with that, like I can see it as, um, part of, part of my journey that needed to happen. I think it's so relatable though. I think I'm really glad you brought it up because there were a lot of people that went through divorce last year mm -hmm. and a lot of people even just that you know, left their jobs or made huge changes in their life that affect your identity. And I think in what ways has it like reshaped your identity to be like, okay, this is who I want to become in this next chapter of your life. Yeah, it, oh, that's such a good question. It was scary for sure. Um, but with 2020, like I said, like my business, what took off very fast, a lot of really incredible momentum at right when everything started hitting the fan and shutting down, which like, I'm so grateful for my past experience in crisis PR, because I was like, I, we've never experienced this. Like the world has never really experienced this. And this feels familiar. Like I know what to You're like, do. This is my so shit. <laughs> yeah. Like I got this. And so, so yeah, so that was another way that was really beautiful. That allowed me to heal that past like PTSD and that like negative feelings that I had from that last job and that last experience. Um, but yeah, as everything was going on, like my business was, was taking off really fast, like faster than it ever had before in the way that you're like, Oh, this is what I've been waiting for. This is what it feels like when everything starts to click and fall into place. And it's like the whole like overnight success, like, you know, multiple six figures in less than a year sort of thing. And I've been working my ass off for seven years running my own business. So it's like a seven year overnight success, right? Um, seven year, one night, one year success, who knows? Um, so, so yeah, so as all that was happening, like my ex and I had just bought this home. Like we moved into this home the week of Christmas, 2019. So, and you don't buy a home with somebody if you're like, yeah, I'm not really like, I don't know if we're going to stay together. Right. And so we had just bought this home it's, I love it. I love the neighborhood. We have like all, all the things that we want and need. And it was beautiful and all this stuff. And so like the home piece, like all the things are falling into place. The business is taking off. Like everything is amazing. And it made the relationship piece. And we had been working on things for a couple of years. It made that piece, the stuff that wasn't working that much more obvious. Right. I think in 2020, the things that were working, they got like, like steroid injections, right? Like they, they, accelerated and the things that weren't working, you're like, became that much more obvious. And so for me, like who I am now, the next chapter, like one, that was, it was terrifying, terrifying. I didn't have a bad life. I didn't have a bad partner. We didn't have a bad relationship. It just wasn't 
what was best for either of us. And, and so it was scary to leave something that's good, right? Mm -hmm. Like to like for the possibility of great. And I can absolutely say like, I'm more aligned and happier than I've ever been in like a, like that I've been in a long, long time and not even realizing then how like unhappy or unfulfilled I was. I'm like, Oh, this feels so different. I didn't think I was unhappy, but clearly like whatever's happening now, like this, this very different feeling. And, and so there's still like, you know, there's still sometimes fear around like being alone or the feelings of loneliness. Absolutely. And over the past year, like, especially as like a super extrovert, like social FOMO type of human, like, like <laughs> stepping out of a marriage and then having lockdown and like not leaving your house almost for a year and stuff like that. I, I definitely left my house and like traveled and did all the things and stuff still, but like, that's a big change. And so I got to face a lot of loneliness. I got to learn like to strengthen my extra or introverted side a lot more and like be, get comfortable and like love being by myself. Um, and so it's been like such a beautiful process, um, this past year, but yeah, stepping into this new chapter, like I, it's funny. Cause I feel like 2020, I kind of my theme or like my catchphrase, if you will, was, was like queen rising <laughs> sort of thing. Like, okay, we're stepping into that. And like, I feel very like, arrived in it mm. this year, like just so anchored in to who I am and like what I'm creating and my worth and everything like that. And yeah, feeling like, oh, I just, it comes chills. through your energy. Yeah. I like right now we so can feel times. it. Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> You're like you, exuding guys. this new level of like confidence mm. and just who you are. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Thank you. I, yeah what you said landed so much. And I always have heard, I don't even know who it was in our network marketing company. Um, the enemy of a great life is a good life. Mm -hmm. I think Todd Siddons always used to say it. And it's, it's so true. It's leaving something that's comfortable and good for some, the, the idea of something that could be amazing and great and everything you've ever wanted. And I just mm -hmm. respect you and acknowledge you for like being so transparent and vulnerable and authentic with everyone, because it's something that's, really rare right now. And I think people need to hear this stuff because everyone is going through something like this. Yeah. Um, I, I just appreciate it. Uh, okay. I have a, a selfish question for you. Do it. <laughs> um, and it's totally like left field, but break down your day. Like your productivity oh, yeah. freaking queen, like break down your system, your day, how you schedule your week, like break it down for me. Yes. So I used to be such an overachiever workaholic type. Like, like I said, like massive anxiety working like 60 to 80 hours a week at my last PR agency and stuff. And I carried a lot of those habits working like an overworked employee, burning myself out when I started my own business. And even up until actually it said up until ALA, like that was a big reason. I remember why I that breakthrough for you. Cause I was like, yeah, I was like, I am, I'm the boss. And I don't, I never have enough time and I never feel like I'm doing enough. And I'm not also, I'm also not getting the results that I should be getting. And I'm, so I'm the fucking problem, right? Sorry. I don't know if you can say that word on you your show, but I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm the problem. How do, okay. I need help fixing me. Right. And, and that like overachiever perfectionist stuff, like people pleasing, doing, always saying yes, doing so much, like needing to prove yourself through your accomplishments and how much you work and that way of being like those habits, right? Like that produces a lot of great results, right? Yeah. Like you, you can make good money. You get a lot of shit done. People are like, wow, you're so impressive. How do you do so much? You're like, oh my gosh, I know. Right. You have a lot of achievements <laughs> and it can be freaking exhausting, right? It's like burnout waiting to happen. Yes. Yes. And so it has taken so much work to shift out of that space and here we go. Why I'm grateful for my depression because so in 2019, I like, I call it my gap year. I took, I, I was pivoting away from network marketing. Um, as like I was, I decided I was, I was kind of done building, um, around that time or like more in like the end of 2018 and stuff. So I was pivoting away from that. I wasn't loving what I was doing in my consulting business. And so I was pivoting there, but didn't really know what I wanted it to look like next. And I was going through some major relationship stuff in my marriage as well. And I needed a, a break. So I kind of stepped back from my business, still did like projects here and there. 
Um, but started doing a ton of personal training actually. Cause I was like, I'm, I was doing a lot of competing and a lot in the fitness space. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to lean into that right now. I want to be around people in real life. I want to like tap into a new network, all that kind of stuff. So that was like my gap year. And my, that year, my anxiety switched from, or my, my mental health issues, if you will, or, or things I get to play with my anxiety switched into depression. And I was a very high functioning depressed person. And with that too, like that same year, I was also dealing with like serious sciatica, like nerve issues, like hip and glute type stuff that was creating massive nerve pain, like very chronically anytime that I sat down. So whether I was driving, sitting at my desk in the office, like within five minutes, serious pain. And so I'm like dealing with depression, which, which zapped my motivation. I, I couldn't like tap into that next gear of, and I didn't feel worthy. I was like, well, what's the, even the point, like my ideas and my vision, and my mission, like, it's so stupid. Like, why does anyone want to hear from me? So I might as well not mm-hmm. do anything. I wasn't excited about working on my business at all. Um, and I was exhausted too. Like even just mentally, I'm like, I can't focus. Like, I don't want to do any of this. And I'd like train clients and come home and And like at 3 PM, I'd like take a shower after my own workout and be like, well, we're just going to watch some Netflix in my bathrobe for about three hours until my husband gets home. And that's like all I have the capacity to do for the rest of the day. And because like physically I was dealing with some stuff too, that prevented me from being seated for a long time. I literally like physically also could not sit at my laptop and work. So I'm like, I guess this is like, I knew that I was stepping into this and taking a break and taking this gap year because I needed more space. I Universe to focus was like, on me sit the fuck the down and chill out. <laughs> exactly. It was like, okay, so if you're not going to listen, we're going to force you to listen. Yep, exactly. And once I started to like tap into more of that inspiration and feel that motivation coming back and start getting excited again about getting back into PR, I'd have like a three hour productivity window. Right. And I'd be like, okay, then I need to make sure I am focused on the most important things. Cause if my body and my brain and my energy are only giving me like, are, are only giving me, you know, three hours to work all the extra bullshit, like the busy work, the extra projects that I always would overload myself and the things that I thought that I had to do and da, 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 all that. Like there is no time for that. Literally we don't have room for that. Cause I physically and mentally cannot. And so that got me, way more ninja with my time. And I've thankfully been able to maintain a lot of that time blocking and that efficiency coming out of my depression too. And so to like, you know, that was a long way of answering it, but that allowed me to like really eliminate stuff that was unnecessary, all that extra stuff to, to ask for help more, to like, to lean on my team more and stay focused on the stuff that was really like lighting me up. I'm a human design generator. So like, if I'm not excited about it and not following my desires, Mm -hmm. it's not going to work, you know? And so, yeah, so that allowed me to get so much more ninja with my time, focus on only what is mission critical and really like will move the needle, the most important things. And then now like what that looks like as far as productivity and everything is at the end, usually like on Saturday or Sunday, or sometimes even Friday afternoon, I will go through and kind of look at what we did, you know, how did the week go? What did we accomplish? All that kind of stuff. And then look forward to the following week. And I like, I have a, a whiteboard. I'm like pointing to the, the sidewall over here. You guys have probably seen it like in Instagram stories and everything. I set my whiteboard up with everything that gets to happen for the week, personal, like business admin, business development, my podcast, my clients, my PR accelerator, all that, or write out everything. Like everyone gets space on the whiteboard. And then I write every single thing that gets to happen on there. And then I assign it a day. And so I like to set up my days with like uh, masculine, feminine energy balance. So like Mondays are very admin, masculine, team delegation, like priorities, inboxes, like like jumping from a lot of different tasks and like being like, go, 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 bah, 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 execute, execute, like big CEO sort of stuff. And then Tuesdays, I maybe will have a couple calls, but I allow myself to have deeper client work days on Tuesdays. Wednesdays mm-hmm. are a lot of front facing calls. So that's when I do my PR accelerator calls with my group. That's when I do my women's mentorship calls. That's when I will try and get more like, you know, if I'm doing podcast interviews, that'll be on Wednesday or guest speaking, that'll be on Wednesdays too. That's like the big, like 
I'm on Zoom and I'm gonna actually get ready and be presentable kind of day. Um, and using a lot of that, like I call it performing energy. It's not performing, but when you're on, right? Like that's a different energy than when you're like, oh, I'm gonna go deep focus and like write a whole sales page or email copy and stuff. It's a different kind of headspace and energy. Thursdays are full podcast days. So I am recording interviews with other people. I'm recording solo episodes, promoting the podcast, all that kind of stuff. And Fridays are usually lighter and kind of the overflow day. So I'll, I don't usually schedule a lot of calls on Fridays because ultimately, and this is something for everyone to kind of, um, you know, encouragement for everyone, like think about what you want your ideal day to look like, what you want your ideal week to look like. My ideal day is a four or five hour work day. And it ends, it's, it's 11 AM to four or 5 PM. And then I'm done. And most of my days look like that. And I also don't want to work five days a week. I want to work three or four. So I leave intentionally leave Fridays. I do not book standing calls on Fridays. I do not take a ton of meetings and stuff on Fridays. I don't schedule stuff after 4 PM on Fridays because I want the option. If I choose to take that entire day off and and so, so yeah, so Fridays usually is kind of like close the loop, like check in on how, how the week went, where are we with projects and everything like that. And like, what, what didn't I accomplish on my list so far for the week that I can crush on Friday. So, so kind of loose ends kind of day. Um, but yeah, like I said, like I, I don't usually wake up to an alarm. Really. I usually get out of bed like seven or 8 a.m., I adopted a dog this, this past oh, year. So we yay. go for a walk, like I, you know, French press <laughs> goes on the puppy and I go for a walk. So I do morning ritual stuff. So like journaling, meditation, breath work, sometimes like reading, you know, whatever I kind of need in, in the morning to be in like my best state for what I need to do during the day. Um, and yeah, I start work at 11 AM. Like I, I will sometimes like create content or check emails before 11, but I don't do any really front facing work until 11. And I try to cap it at 5 PM. Like, and so that's usually what my day looks like. I want open evenings and, um, everything. And, and I'm, I'm right now like playing with when my workout time is because I've been a little lazy in the mornings these days. So I'm not getting my workouts in before 11. And then I'm like, Nope we're going to use, like, we're going to use the workout in the evening as motivation, but I also don't like working out at night. So we're, <laughs> we're figuring out where the workout goes right now with the yeah, productivity okay. levels. Different yeah. seasons, different workouts. Exactly. Times. It's a thing. Exactly. Yeah. That's okay, so valuable. A lot of people listening are probably like, oh my gosh, that's my dream. Can I have that? But they also need to realize you have a team that's supporting you and yes. you've grown such a powerful team. So can you also talk about that? Like how many people at this point work with you and how do you kind of like decide what you're doing? What's your zone of genius that you're staying in and you outsource everything else? Yes. Oh, such a good question. Um, and one thing that I forgot to add is like, which you guys have probably seen, like the wall where my whiteboard is, like there's like a, a million post-its on it. So that's also how I keep track of like, and most of them are client leads, people in my programs, like that sort of thing. So I can see all the humans that, get to work with me or all the humans that will get to work with me. Like they're all like over there and I like can stay connected and present with them and like see everybody on in one, one place. Um, so post-its like are a key, key tool for running this That's big business advice. over here. Um, but yeah, so, so if you're like, okay, that sounds amazing. Like, and like, I'm not where you're at. One thing I would say is like, do your best to set up your schedule now in a way that reflects what that dream schedule is. It may not look exactly like it today, but if you're like, hey, you know what? I wanna get, I don't wanna work Fridays either. Okay, then set up your days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, to have as get as much work done as possible so that Fridays are your lightest day so that eventually you can just peel it off and not step into Fridays, right? Um, so, so my team, to answer that specific question, my team grew, I, Starting 2020, I had a virtual assistant who's been working with me for like two years and I'm obsessed with her and one person that would jump in with like client projects here and there. And between like April and May hired like seven people. So that's like, amazing. It grew really fast. So now I have my same virtual assistant, that gal that was, that I mentioned worked with me on projects here and there. Like she's, she's one of my like main 
babes now, which is amazing. Um, so yeah, we have a team of about seven or eight, um, most who work on agency client stuff. So a lot of PR pitching activities. Um, I have a COO that I've been, you know, that I've been working with the last shit over six months to help with the systems and everything. Cause I know that I don't want to be managing everybody. I don't want to, to have to keep track of all the to-dos and the daily, like all that stuff. I want to be like big visionary C CEO and stay in that role. So I need to have an integrator type person and what I did. So before I hired any of these people and any of this happened, and I'm, I'm looking at the whiteboard across the, the room right now where this still is, I wrote out what my like dream org chart looked like, right? Me at the top, somebody in between me, and then everybody funnels up to that person and it gets given to me. And so what are those Brilliant. roles? And then I was like, okay, do I already have the person for these roles? Yes, like those two people already, but I didn't have most of those roles at all. But I was like, this is what I want my business to look like. And I very much believe in manifestation, law of attraction. And once I put that out there, like, okay, this is the structure that feels good to me. The work and the people started showing up to fill those spots up. And, and with that too, like when it comes to tasks and everything that's on your plate, a great thing to do. And what I encourage like, you know, clients in my PR accelerator program to do is to go through every single thing that you have to do, you get to do in a day or in a week, or even in a month, like what is everything that needs to happen for your business daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, whatever, yearly, all the things. Okay. And then you keep the things that only you can do and, or the things that bring you joy. Right. And if you're like, well, I have to keep all of them on my plate. Cause I'm the only person. Okay. That's fine. You're still going to make the spreadsheet, make the chart and like put your name next to only the things that you must do. Only you can do them or only like, or you're just like obsessed with doing them and you love them. Maybe someone else can do it, but you're like, no, but I love doing that. Like, so I want to keep that activity. So those get assigned to you. And then you can also, you, when you do that, you know, then what gets to get given to someone else. And a, a good thing to do with this too, is to write out how much time each of those things take. Cause little overachiever me back in the day when I was like, I do, I, there's never enough time in the day. I did this and I was like, oh, hey, Lauren, you're setting yourself up for 18 hours of work a day. That's why you psychopath, you know, like, like it was you're like putting yourself into a torturous situation. Right. It was like, oh, in order to eat, sleep, work out, like shower, like that kind of thing. Plus all this work. I was like, oh, that's why. Cause I'm being crazy. Yeah. And so like, then also knowing like, like what time all those things take. So yeah, assign the things to yourself. And then when you know, like, okay, well, I would love to have a person that does this sort of thing and a person that does this sort of thing and a virtual assistant. And then you go through that same list of things that you wrote out and you assign the roles to the other people. And again, if you're like, I don't have those people still bear with me, listen to me on this. You assign what those roles would be. Right. And then if right now, well, you do that, what are those roles? And then you also can see like, okay, what's actually necessary. And what am I like just creating more work of? So that also allows you to like eliminate things. Right. And with that, once you kind of assigned your responsibilities or taking the tasks on to, you know, assign what's for you, what's for somebody else, what's for a VA, what gets to get deleted, you name it. Um, then, you know, once you have the business and the people, you know, exactly like which hat to take off. So if right now you're like, okay, it's just me and maybe a VA guys, you can find a VA like in the Philippines for like less than $10 an hour. Like anyone can have a VA to help with a ton of stuff. It's like one of the best investments I've ever made. And so, yeah, so, you know, like, okay, when I have the integrator, when I have the assistant, these are all their tasks that they're going to do. But right now I get right. to keep them on my plate. But as soon as that person's here, I know exactly what they get to start working on. So that, so you're creating, you're telling the universe, okay, here's what this is going to look like. And here's the stuff that they're going to do. So please like bring me the work and the human that gets to do this. And so then when you like, because you don't want to be in a position where you're like, holy crap, I have so much work. I need help. I don't know how to offload any of this off my plate. I don't know what to do. And it's moving so fast that it's going to just be better if I just do it all myself anyway, because I don't have time to, to even sit down and think about what they should do. But if you already know what hat gets to come off once that person's here and once the work and the money is there to hire them, it's so much easier. And That's I think you'll attract it faster too. Brilliant. Oh, thank you. Literally so valuable. Brilliant. 
So good. I think so everybody good. just needed to hear that. I seriously am like, okay, I'm done. And that's something that's something you should do like regularly, right? Like at yes, every phase of it. growth. And if you're like, you know, cause I do this too. I'm like, I need to give more work to my VA. Like she, I, sh- I want to like, I love when my team invoices me more, like when they've invoiced me like bigger than they ever had before. I'm like, fuck yeah, take my money, girl, get it. Like, I love that. And so like, even my VA, I'm like, okay, I'm not paying her enough. Like she, there is, I am sure there's way more that she can help out with that not only like blesses her because like my VA like supports her family. And so like, that's such a gift for me to be able to give her work. So I'm like, what else can I, what, what would make my life easier to like give to her to do and then like give so her that you even can bigger start your day at 11 o'clock yeah for right? real <laughs> so I can get like eight hours of sleep a night and That's work out for two so hours a day amazing I'm like all right I have a lot of things on my mental list to do <laughs> to offload onto someone else that's yeah. amazing oh my like, god so many of those little repetitive things that we do like even just when I do a coach like my weekly PR accelerator call like sharing the replay of it and emailing that out to my group. Yeah. It'll take me 10 minutes, but that's 10 minutes that I don't need to do. Why am I doing that? It's also the mental space and the energy that it takes to get on your computer again, upload it, type out a thing. Like it's, it's the mental. And there are so many of those little repetitive tasks that you're like, Oh, well, it's only five minutes. Hey, you know what? Like I've, I've literally said this so many times where I'm like, I feel like I have a million five minute tasks. And sometimes that feels way heavier than like 10 hours on one project, right? Like when you you out of your zone of genius. Yeah. It's like death by a thousand paper cuts. Right. And so, so yeah, so those little recurring tasks, like pass them off to somebody and a great way to do that. You guys is loom video or even like zoom, like the next time you do it. So like how I train my VA on just about everything. I'm like, all right, I'm going to do it right now so that it gets done, but I'm going to screen record myself while I'm doing it. And I'm going to talk through every single step. Okay. So then I log into Kajabi and then I open up this button and then I copy paste and so that she can see exactly what happens. And then I not only send her that video, I'm like, Hey, from here on out, this is on your, this is on your plate. This is your responsibility. And would you also write out these steps into an SOP and put them in a Google doc? There we go. I talk, I did it while talking it and recording it done. And then the system gets put in place. It gets off my plate. Amazing. I think that was probably one of the best, <laughs> like overall tips of anyone on our podcast ever. I feel like that was so <laughs> valuable. I like that just changed <laughs> my entire you. life for also network Thank marketing you. though, too. That's like huge. Cause it's all oh, duplicated systems. I'm like, yes. oh yeah. my God. I think, yeah. That's brilliant. And you can, you can have a VA do so much for a couple hundred dollars a month. Yeah. Brilliant. Less than I'm obsessed. Cause it is, it's so mm-hmm. much like, we're all like, oh, it's just easier for me to do it. It's just easier for me to do it. You know? And there's a million yeah. things that need to be outsourced. Control and freaks. Always like, <laughs> hi, yes. Hi, yes. Hello. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, now I'm like, yeah. I don't want to do anything that I don't want to do is no. now yep. my attitude. And so That's- I'm not going to. <laughs> So good. Okay. Lauren, we've taken up so much of your time. You need to have your, your lady get back to vacuuming. I think it's time. (laughs) Um, but uh, okay. What are, what are any last things you want to share things you're exciting moving forward about, um, what you'd like to promote sell here. We're all about helping and supporting you. Yes. So I would say, so to connect with me, everybody, um, Instagram is the best place for that. Um, so it's just Lauren salon on the gram. Um, but yeah, the next round of the PR accelerator starts early May. So we are already having enrollments come through and conversations going on for that. Um, you can find, find that just laurensalon.com slash PR dash accelerator. Um, and then also what I'm super, super, super crazy excited about is I launched my own podcast last week, which you guys know, and I'm having so much fun with it. Um, it's called amplify with Lauren salon, um, iTunes and Spotify, um, but yeah, so that's, that's what I got going on. That's what's super exciting. Amazing. Wait, real fast and quick, like 20 seconds, describe PR accelerator a little bit deeper. Yeah. Yeah. So PR accelerator is for scaling entrepreneurs. So newer entrepreneurs, maybe you've been in a, in business a few years, maybe you're, you're just getting started. Um, most 
likely haven't hit your six figure mark yet, but maybe early six figures. And it's for entrepreneurs who know that like more visibility and getting more podcast interviews, press, like that kind of stuff, collaborations, more strategic visibility is going to help you scale your business, right? Like I am all for scaling your income and influence with less effort, right? Like more results with less doing. Um, and so that's like what we, we teach you how to do your own PR in the PR accelerator. So there's a whole like online training library, um, weekly calls. We have guest experts coming in who are like media contacts, media experts, like journalists, podcast hosts, editors, TV anchors, that sort of thing that you, you can network with them in the program and pitch them and get their direct feedback on your pitches. And a lot of the time people book opportunities with our guests right there on the calls, which is so freaking cool. Cause again, PR is so much about relationships and connecting. And so I love that I'm able to, um, yeah, to facilitate those introductions as well. And then it is also part PR agency. So everybody that's in the program gets me and my team as their in-house PR agency for like at least half of the program. It's a four month program. And so we will, yeah, create your custom designed and copywritten pitch page. We will pitch you to a bunch of different opportunities. We will guarantee that we're going to secure, you know, at least five. If you're doing the regular version of PRA, we're going to get at least five things booked for you. And like we, in this round, y'all, in this round, we have like multiple people getting into Forbes. We've got like Thrive Global, um, somebody for like Birdie Beauty, like like not, these aren't like little things. Like we're pitching our PRA members to the same kinds of opportunities that we're pitching our agency clients to. So you get that agency experience. Um, so yeah, so it's, it's a really awesome That's program. Amazing. Like it's, it's huge fucking value. Yeah. Yeah. It's a ton of value. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm obsessed with you. That was incredible. I'm going back to listen oh, to this episode. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm going to edit it so I can listen, but we love you so much. We're so grateful for your time and you guys um, find Lauren, support her, sign up for her program. She has so much value that she provides. And uh, we're just really grateful that you've been on. Thank you so much. Love you guys. And thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to the Selling Social Podcast. If you loved this episode, if you found so much value in this episode, if you're walking away with tips and takeaways to put you into inspired action in your business and your life, what would mean the most to us is if you shared this episode and paid the love forward to others. Go ahead right now, snapshot a photo of this episode on your phone, upload it to your IG stories and tag us at Selling Social Podcast. And also make sure to go and subscribe to this podcast and write a review on your biggest takeaways so far. We would love to stay connected with you. So go ahead, whip out your phone and text the words, selling social to 303-529-1291. If you want to be a part of our community and you want to be like connected to like more ambitious female entrepreneurs doing big things in 2021, you want the mentorship, you want the support, you want the top strategies to apply to your business. You want to be a part of our events, all the good things, text the word community to 303-529-1291. And if you want like straight business for breakfast tips, literally you want to wake up and eat business for breakfast with us every morning. You want tips, strategies, you want morning empowerment to just keep going after your calling that's been put on your heart. Text the words business for breakfast to 303-529-1291. And until next time, we'll see you soon. 